Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Roast Brew Sell Podcast. This is the podcast for coffee business owners and those looking to get into the coffee industry. Um, this podcast is going to focus on answering very specific questions that are going to help those in the coffee industry, those who own a coffee or coffee-related business, or those interested in breaking into the coffee industry or owning their own coffee business someday. Today, we have Jeff Voida. Jeff, could you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jeff with Dilworth Coffee. I've been in the coffee business for over 25 years now, from owning and operating stores to sourcing and roasting great coffees and working with a lot of our customers on setting up coffee shops and coffee concepts across the country. That's awesome. And, and how long have you been doing this for? Since 1994. Oh, man, I bet you've seen a lot of changes, haven't you? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I never would have envisioned the coffee industry being where it is today and still growing as rapidly as it ever has. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to have a great conversation today. My name is Paul Peterson. I'm with Wake Oasis Coffee. We own a couple of the best coffee shops in Apex, North Carolina. Uh, we focus on amazing customer service and delicious coffee. Uh, we serve amazing, delicious cups of joy to our customers every single day. So, I think my experience and then Jeff's experience in the coffee industry, the two of us together are going to help answer some uh, very poignant questions, and hopefully we can uh, deliver answers to people that are helpful. The question awesome. that we're asking today, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The question we're going to answer today is, how do you define or create a vision for your new coffee shop? So, Jeff, I'm going to toss that up to you. For those who are looking at owning a coffee shop, and they've always dreamed about it, they've looked at doing it, now they might be getting to the point of being able to pull the trigger on that dream and move forward with it. What are some of the steps they should take a look at to try to help define that vision and create the vision for their new shop? Well, I, I mean, I always start kind of big picture and starting a coffee shop is like much like starting any business. You really have to dig deep and down into why do you want to first and foremost own your own business? Um, what do you want to get out of owning this business? Um, you know, what are you looking to try to provide differently that you think is not in the marketplace? And everybody's vision is going to be somewhere unique. And, you know, it, there's but the really big picture items, I think, is always a great place to start because it's not a quick fix. It's not a 90 day process. It's going to take you a while to get it open. There's going to be long days once you do get it opening um, before it finally gets to probably the vision or the dream that you would want for it or, you know, what the operations would look like. So I always kind of, you know, ask people to really start and really define, are you looking for a lifestyle thing? Are you looking for extra income? Are you looking um, to fulfill another type of passion, whether it may be baking items and cookies and you want the, you know, want the coffee to go along with it or complement that business um, if you really feel there's some social outlet or whatever missing in your town, your church, um, your organization or something at work, there's a lot of reasons for wanting to start a business, for starting a coffee shop in particular. So it's really trying to understand when you get done and you stand back and look at this after year one, year two, year five, what is your vision of success? What is it going to look like to you? And then how would you want to sort of describe it? And I think starting there is really kind of key to helping define where, you know, what we need to do to get the coffee shop started. No, I think that those are some, those are some good points. I think it's one of those things that it's hard for, I think it's hard for people to visualize that. I think that there is the, there's the dream of owning something and then there's the reality of owning that something. And I think that 
one of the things that I've noticed is um, as I've gotten more and more involved in the coffee business and the day-to-day management of owning coffee shops and dealing with vendors and customers and, uh, you know, delving into the financial side and, and all of that other stuff is that it is, you have to really want to do coffee, but you also have to really want to do the other stuff. You have to want to market, you have to want to sell your shops and sell your vision and you have to want to work with vendors and work with people and manage the staff. So I think those are, um, yeah, those are important key things to think about and, and reconciling the reality to the dream. Sometimes it's, it's good to be able to give some people a, a reality check up front that it's all not, um, you know, lattes and cappuccinos. Sometimes you're going to be uh, elbow deep in grounds and scrubbing toilets. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I never knew what snaking the toilet meant till I owned the coffee <laughs> shop. So that was a skill set. I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> but, but you know, it, it you know, it, and it always happens. To oh yeah, it, it's it's kind of like yeah, somebody's out sick and there's a line out the door. You're like, what? That's exactly right. I had a. Uh, I remember when I first had the shop, we had a line out the door, cranking things out. I've got a little bead of sweat coming down my forehead. And I chose that time to spill a whole hopper worth of grounds all over my <laughs> feet, the floor. They fell into my shoes. And it felt like some sort of medieval torture because I'm sitting there trying to dole out drinks, pulling shots of steaming milk while I'm being forced to like walk on these coffee beans that are in the bottom oh, of my wow. shoes. And that is, I only learned that I had to learn one time it took for me to learn that lesson. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, there, there's all these little ones. It's like going to tell people after doing it for so long. It's like, well, you know, I've tried it. And had these things happen, so hopefully you'll be lucky and won't get them. But I've learned this is why you plan and do these and listen up front because if, if I if you could do it wrong, I did it. Yeah, no, I, I I understand it. Well, and I think that you probably learned a lot of things along the way as well. So, um, what are you had mentioned before the the five P's when you talked about opening a shop? Could you start walking through what some of those are and? I think that will help people kind of dig in a little bit more tightly and, and really help create that vision for what they want their shop to be. Yeah, I think like everybody is after having done this long enough is a lot of times when we meet with a new store owner, I'd always start asking a lot of questions and they really come around in what I call, you know, what we've eventually drilled, you know, drilled down, distilled down into what we call the five P's. The first P is place. It's, it's a little bit about the, you know, where do you want your coffee shop to be? A strip center in which city, which town, you know, off an interstate in an office building. It's really kind of defined, you know, first it starts there. And then like how big a store do you want dine in? Do you want a drive through? Do you want outdoor seating? Um, what kind of decor things do you want is what, what's the community is it a seven day a week you know kind of residential neighborhood five day a week office park um, are mm -hmm. people going to be walking to your store and hanging out so just really a lot of things and having to deal with the place um you know our the kind of second p really gets in there and the first p kind of dwells a little bit in there is people i mm -hmm. mean people are probably the most critical so it's not only from who your customer is going to be who will your staff be you know, we'll, where who your vendors are going to be, what's your neighborhood like, what are people looking for? Um, you know, I always kind of, you know, try to envision is like when you have this shop here is the person who walks in, what were they doing before the shop? You know, if they were at home drinking coffee, they may not need as much, but, you know, or now we've got to pick up coffee and we've got to hit get the kids to 
to school and I got to get to the office. So, you know, that's one thing. And then, you know, where are they going afterwards to school to drop the kids off at daycare? Oh, we're going to pick them up at dance practice, you know, whatever the case may be, that'll kind of help you sort of define the theme, the feel, the offerings, um, speed of service and some stuff like that. But, you know, obviously your customers are going to make or break the business. Your team of people will make or break it. So sort of thinking your pool of talent, your the resources and stuff, they are, are vital. And, you know, for me, oh. for operating the coffee shop, I really I love the people we worked with. I loved our vendors. I loved our customers. And, you know, 25 years later, have many of the same customers that we had in the very first day. So, you know, to me, it's, it's such really a good feeling. I think that's one of the aspects that I think that as you get into the coffee business, that's one of the most gratifying aspects is the the ability to actually impact and work with um, not just talented people on your team, but then you get to serve drinks and, and interact with your community in a way that most other businesses just aren't able to. And to be able yeah. to have those relationships like you talked about, you know, after all those years, um, that's special. But and I think so. I mean, again, we, I, I do it for the people, the relationship and the things on there. And, and that was, you know, has been center of our business. Um, but then as we kind of, you know, go a little bit more, we get down to product and you would think, well, mm-hmm. at first was a coffee shop product is first thing they are on there, but products a lot deeper than just the coffee that you serve. It's how are you going to serve it? The menu, the options, mm-hmm. uh, what variety is it? coffee what kind of drinks and you know what alternate drinks you know not everybody drinks coffee not everybody wants coffee 24 7 so really trying to fix that and then and again back to you know where people were coming from and where are they going are they looking they're going to need some breakfast or nourishment on their morning commute to work well the kids need you know a snack or lunch or something um Mm -hmm possibility you know going off to school or daycare summer camp so it's really you know, really thinking about what you want to sell, how you want to sell it. And then, you know, once you kind of get that down in your menu, well, what kind of people do you need? What kind of equipment? Is the space big enough? Do you have the vendors in the supply chain? Are you going to need special licenses um, and training and Mm -hmm. things? You know, certain, you know, if you want to run in to sell beer or wine, that's a whole nother, you know, set of regulatory offerings. If you're doing, a lot of retail products, baking, you know, different kind of food service that may require some different licensing. So just kind of really understanding what you want to offer up front is going to be critical to make sure, you know, you're getting your business up and going to be successful. Well, and I think all that, when you're looking at it, you know, you have your product and you have your people. Those are important things to consider for your uh, location as well. You know, when you're taking a look at the place and trying to, figure out, okay, well, if you want to have a community atmosphere where maybe you want to have game nights or trivia nights, you want to be able to have church clubs and book clubs and other people like that meet in there, then do you define a space that has, you know, a gathering room? Do you have places that are walkable? Like, do you have that set up, you know, you know, or do you try to find a location that has that sort of infrastructure set up for you? And the same thing for products. I mean, if you desire to bake your own, um, you know, muffins and pastries and things like that in there, then you need to make sure that you find a location that has sufficient uh, power load and has a specific place that you could do that with racks and space for your oven and all those other items. You know, if you want to do big vats of cold brew, how are you going to have that set up? Where is it going to be? Are you going to have some sort of a, you know, a, a, um, 
you know, a large kind of uh, soup faucet that you have set up? You know, what are these things that you're going to have set up for you to actually meet the needs of the, the people through your products? And so, yeah, it's funny how all those aspects just tie together. It does. And I mean, and even to figure out how to make these things, I mean, I learned real quickly. Somebody asked, well, is that single phase or three phase power? And I was like, um, well, power is power in it. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And then how many dedicated circuits and what amps? And I'm not an electrical engineer. So it was kind of, I'm sitting here. Okay, well, I better need to learn some things real quickly. So again, knowing what we needed to do, where to spec stuff and, and it was hugely important. Um, but as you were kind of alluding there, you know, with church groups and different things is, you know, it's like you do all this great work and, you know, unlike some things, you know, I didn't think you would build it and people are just going to come, you know, be nice. But there's very few businesses that that I think happens. You mean that's not how it works? Coffee shops. So, yeah, one of the other P's is promotion. You know, how uh-huh. are you going to let people know where you are, who you are, what you sell, what's going on, um, whether or not it's going to be through social media, community groups, the guerrilla marketing. Um, you know, it's how are you going to keep you know, as we always looked at it, kind of like our FAT acronym. So, you know, we got to get customers to come in the first time. That's trial. They've got to try you. They got to get used to you and what you're offering. You want them to come back more often. I mean, people mm-hmm. drink coffee every day. So do you have the right offerings and stuff and doing the right things that that person's going to come back two, three, five times a week, maybe. And mm-hmm. then ultimately, sure. do you have more things to sell them? It's like, well, there's just a cup of coffee. Can get them another drink and you sell them a muffin or a pastry and your other things. You know, so as you look at all of that, you've got to really kind of, you know, make sure you're doing all the right kind of, you know, when we call promotion, it's not just a sale. It's not just a giveaway, but it's just letting people know who you are, where you are again. And so they want to come and try your products and come back more often. I think that makes perfect sense. I think that one of the things that I've noticed new business owners getting hung up on are they feel that somehow promoting is like a dirty word, like it's a bad thing to do. And I've just never viewed it that way. You know, promoting yourself and promoting your business, you're actually giving people an opportunity uh, to be served. You know, if you're telling them about something that you have that's delicious and they come up there and buy that thing that is delicious and their life is enhanced by the service and the product that you're able to sell them, then through promotion, you've actually been able to help people. And I think that that's one of those things that is important that it's, you shouldn't be shy or bashful about telling people about, Hey, we have delicious drinks. You should come on up. You know, we have an amazing place for you to sit, bring your family up. We love having kids up there. We have cake pops. We have delicious smoothies, you know, have you ever tried a brown sugar latte? It's my favorite. Come on up. Like you just it's fun yeah. to be able to talk about those things. And I think that you have to be able to learn to feel comfortable to get out of your shell a little bit and to be able to talk about some of those things. Um, because if you don't feel positive and and um, enthusiastic about what you're selling, then it's hard for other people to feel as positive or enthusiastic to come up to buy what you're selling. So it kind of goes a hand in hand. Um, which I think that brings us to the last P, which is the one that I think that is sometimes the one that people uh, people trip over a little bit. Profit. Right. And, I, you know, and ultimately when it's all said and done, and I would have to admit, even some coffee shops we worked with, with and nonprofit facilities, they all ultimately want to make a profit. They've got to reinvest in the people, the equipment, sure. the store and stuff. So, you know, you've got to make sure that 
you're selling things for more than they cost. And that includes your overhead and includes your replacement cost maintenance and things like that. So really trying to work there and understand. So once you get the menu, once you get the place, the equipment and stuff is really understanding. And I never knew this is like, well, how much do I price a cup of coffee? It's costing her. There's great margins. It's costing me you know, 50 cents or whatever. What do you sell it for? What standard? I mean, and, having the right financial advisors and some of the right people have been there before it's helpful to it's like, Oh, that's why these things cost what they do. You know, it's not just, you know, I've heard all sorts of different pricing formulas and again, it's different in different industries and different businesses, but really trying to get a handle of that and understand where it is. And then if you've got other expenses, whether it's a lot of takeout, it's catering, mm-hmm. it's, um, delivery models, understanding all the fees and which payment structure, you know, do you accept credit cards? Are you doing tips? How does that impact what you pay your staff? All these things are going to impact profits. So really having, you know, understanding these cost drivers, what's going on in the business, having good financial advisors, it's going to be key to making sure your business meets that vision and stuff that you ultimately set apart for yourself. Um, well, at, at the end of the day, slow coffee shops don't stay open. And that is the harsh reality. And so you can have a, a vision for this beautiful location and this amazing place with, you know, tons of families and uh, gathering places. You can have these delicious, you know, traditional espresso style drinks. You can, you can do all of these things, but um, you know, if you're not promoting it properly and you don't have the, the, the proper cost structure in and you're not generating revenue and then therefore not generating profit, you're not going to be able to stay open. And so I think it's uh these are all really important points that I think anybody who's thinking about getting into um, the coffee business and owning a coffee shop, you know, this is really, these are, these, these five P's are really, it's really key information for people to really sit down and think through. And, um, you know, especially recognizing that um, the math has to work, um, you know, and I think that's where it's important that all of these things kind of coalesce together into a cogent plan. And um, I really think that, that what you've outlined can help people form that, that vision for their place and help be successful. Well, no, that's good. And I, and you know, there's no guarantees for success and just in business. We all dealt with the unexpected um, in you know, the last two decades, especially, but I think thinking about these things, analyzing them is you're going to set your business up, you know, much more likely to fulfill your vision or your dream for it than just if you like up oh, there's a great space the the lease is right we're just going to go lease it and you know and hopefully you build it and they will come you know there's been some that way but more often it's just a lot of hard work day in day out and getting doing your homework up front and thinking about these things i think are critical to you know setting yourself up for success no i think that makes sense so well i appreciate it jeff thank you very much and if people want to reach out to you how do they get a hold of you um, we're at dealworthcoffee.com or voida at dealworthcoffee.com. That's awesome. And my name is Paul Peterson. You can reach me at paul at wakeoasiscoffee.com or www.wakeoasiscoffee.com. Jeff, I appreciate it. Until well, next you, time, Paul. we'll talk soon. Awesome. Have a great day. See you, my man. See you. Thank you.